It is the podcast chief in the building with the ace that runs this place. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. The podcast. <laughs> Maharaja. <laughs> I love that. I, I Listen, I've gotten. No, I've you gotten, do, no, you not. No, you haven't. <laughs> listen, I, I feel like I have. I feel like I've gotten. <laughs> Accustomed to you referring, but to what is what is your about? issue with why is it so funny to you? Because it's Jindamal. Yes, come on, man! I told you, you his story. How, you know I told I you his story. You know how I feel about gender, Brad, I But I told you this too. Come on, man! You're the I, biggest come up. One of the biggest come ups in WWE history. That is true indeed. That <laughs> come is true on, indeed. Man. We went from three MB to world heavyweight champion. Right. Beating Randy Orton. Come on, man! Let's give yeah. my man some love, man. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. This worse in the careers than that. Uh, yeah. This worse in the careers than genders. David Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. But, hey, man, you can yeah, listen, man. He, it's, it's all good, man. It's just all fun, man. We having fun here. Of course, man. On the Warrior Club Wrestling Podcast, man. So we got a little review. Yes. Of a crazy 2020. 2020 has not been fun at all, but like I said in the previous episode, thank God for wrestling. Yes. And thank God for the WWE. Yes. For keeping things afloat and finding ways to entertain us fans to keep our minds off of this stressful year. And you have been very outspoken about that. Like you've been the one to sit there and say that wrestling has been the gateway yeah. of getting out of like Everything that's been going on in the world. Yeah, like we like like I said, remember the little the little we did a little promo before, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With me, you and uh, uh, uh the Maverick, I believe we used to we called him. We did something like that. That was pretty fun. Um we talked about, you know, the wrestling well, tees. Let's let's be honest. When we talking about the The promo. <laughs> yeah. We be talking about those promos. Me and you killed the promos. Oh yeah, we most definitely, we most definitely slayed that joint. The other, the, the Maverick was not, <laughs> not so much, not so much. But hey, you know what, man? You know, either you, know you got it, either you got it, or you don't. It reminds me of one of the epic promos in recent memory: John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And when John got Roman. Like had him up against the ropes. It was like, oh, this is a promo. You know, you're supposed to say something. Yeah. And then Roman got flustered. <laughs> and then Roman was like, You a bitch. <laughs> like that's all he could really say. And that's that's kind of how I look at when we were doing that. You know, right. that's something that you know what? We would we would need to implement that on on the podcast page. The promo, yeah, or just promos, just period. Just pro- oh man, yeah, most most definitely, man, because we got so much, there's so much different technology now that we can use, right? So we can most definitely add different things and stuff. But oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely, I wouldn't mind doing that. That's fun to me. I like I like acting. Is I like doing stuff like right. that. Like, I like that. So that's pretty it's, cool. Especially when you when you realize like when you do it, you really get into like I didn't realize how fun that was. Right. You know, like I like I remember I was sitting at work. And I got the I got the snap from from Jalil and 
I'm listening to it, but then I hear you say my name. Like, you just, like, you brought my name up in the equation. I was like, wait. Oh. Oh, we doing this. Yeah. (laughs) And I said, okay. Right. Okay, so... And you know, I, I wish we still had. I, I wish we still. Yeah, I had wish those. I had them tape. Them joints was funny. But I was like, once you find, once you find your groove, that's the best thing about it. So I, I understand like wrestlers that do promos mm-hmm. and that kill the promos. And when you find your groove, when you find that 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 niche that worked for you, you oh man, you be killing it. Like yes. you like yo, this is this is good stuff. So I'm it like really yo, I, I really understand it now. I like yo, that's. That, that that is a tough part of wrestling, but it is most definitely when you find that niche of yours, it is it is on point. Well, speaking of finding niches and things like that, um, did you hear about the recent it literally broke yesterday of Vince McMahon feeling or being upset with certain superstars and wanted them to yeah. go rumored to go back to the performance center because he didn't like their in ring work or whatever? Yeah. And like it was like Keith Lee, Otis, Otis. Uh, a few, I believe it might have been a few other people, but then it was something where they're going to the PC and working with like Gulak. Yeah. If this is true, I don't know what's going on with Vince. Right. Like, you know, I watched Keith Lee's 24, which was very insightful, you know. And just even when you listen to him talk, and I remember when I first, when we first really spoke about Keith being in NXT and being, you know, like that. And I remember listening to a few other podcasts and they said he has this dusty mentality and with his promos and the way he talks and everything. But I didn't realize that he came to WWE several times in yeah. tryouts. And the one time he did, Dusty's the one who gave him the basket, my glory giant. Yeah, like, yeah he said, it's something, something about you, <laughs> something about this kid, man. I could just and, bask in your glory. And, just- and that was it. And just to just to hear that, and then see just how he's embod- he's embraced that. But then, like you can tell that he still has that. His cadence is very like not old school but it has that feel to it mm-hmm. that you don't see in most promos that you get now you know it's like the way he talks is very it's it's reasons why he's most brought up right his promo talking his skill set with promos is not fit for NXT right it's fit for the main roster yeah right you know right. And just how he just talks and things like that but no, and then like Otis, like I felt like Otis would have been more, and this goes to the detriment of not having fans present, because Otis feeds off of the fans. Right. He can't feed off of LED screens. Right. You know, he can't feed off of the insert sound clips of the fans reacting to things like that. No, he has to really feel that energy. From being around those fans, that's why I think even with Drew McIntyre, when Drew won his won the, won the title this year, when he won it the first time, it didn't feel right. 
because it, it was in the it was in the PC. Yeah. So it was like really like it was way smaller than them being in there uh, uh, in the uh, Amway Center. Mm-hmm. So when he won the title, if it was like at WrestleMania, if everything was cool, if we didn't have coronavirus and none of this stuff like that, and he was at that, it, it would have been epic. Yeah, because we we talk about like his entrance, like yeah. when he gets on the rope and he does that. That's why when he wanted to get on Raw. When he got on a rope and did it, that's why they did that shot of him. And you seen the Thunderdome. You seen yeah. the, the, the LEDs. Because that's the shot that they really wanted. They wanted to see. They wanted him to have that moment of doing that pose with the fans around. And he's even said it. Right. Know, he's talked about he wanted that moment with those fans. So, I mean... 2026 has been like it's been shitty. Yeah. But we coming to an end. We are we, coming to an end, man. We we we, we, we coming to an end, man. Hopefully everything goes goes, you know, better than it has in 2020, but like I said, wrestling has most definitely kept us as wrestling fans entertained. There was a lot of stories, a lot of rivalries, a lot of people coming back this year, so, you know, if you want to get into some of that real quick. Of course, of course. So as you spoke on in the last episode, um, you said that we were going to discuss the year in review. Yes. The Slammies, which was by the time this has been released, the Slammies have already come and gone. Yeah. So with that being said, um, we have all the nominees and the awards and everything. That. And then what we decided that we were going to do is as we go through these, we're going to also, if there's something in here that we, that they didn't have or situations, we'll discuss that. Um, so let's just jump right to through that. So superstar of the year. Now, we have the following names of people that have they who the WWE has deemed as to be the candidates for this. So we have Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, The Fiend, Oscar, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. I kind of feel like Charlotte Flair's name shouldn't be there. I agree. Her name shouldn't be there. But uh okay. but. You have to take into account she did something like she went back to her stomping ground, reclaimed that title, and, you know, even though she has been sidelined, you still got to give her that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know what I mean? Charlotte Flair is a big-time player in the WWE, and she's been sidelined for a while when she went to NXT uh, regained the title The NXT Women's Tower Beat uh, Rhea Ripley For the title At the uh, PC At the PC for the WrestleMania yep. At that WrestleMania So yep. I remember that match uh, You know And she Then you know She lost it in a triple threat match With Io Shirai And Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley But um, Yeah Charlotte Charlotte's name Deserves to be on there But I feel like With the other candidates with the year that they had, like Charlotte had, like probably like the worst. She she just been pretty much out of all of them. She had the worst year out of all of them. I, I was gonna say because she's only technically been, not even for a whole, like not even half a year. Maybe like four months, maybe. 
Four or five? Four or five, yeah. Yeah, so, so. I, I get why you would say that. But then if you look at it, you look at, then could we say Roman should be in this? Because Roman kind of took some time off. Even sure, though it sure. was, you know, it was for obvious reasons. He didn't right. want, you know, the COVID and everything like that. Um, But if I had to pick... I gotta go with the role model. I agree with you. I gotta go with, with the you. role model. I agree with you. Man. I gotta go with Bailey. To me, Bailey, her reign as the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion is first ever Women's Grand Slam champion. First ever Grand Slam. Just her Two-time being Women's able, Tag Team Champion. Her being able to. Go to all shows. She was on NXT. She was on. She was on Raw. She was on SmackDown. This, she was really her Sasha, Oscar, really were like the MVPs of this year as far as keeping the entertainment level going. Especially at while it was at the PC. Yeah, when it was at the PC, that without was without the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. Having Sasha or having Bailey and Sasha go at it with Michael Cole or go at it with them with Corey the other, Graves yeah, and the Corey Graves and all that, and we got introduced to one of what I think is one of the funniest catchphrases to me, which is "Ding dong!" Like that right there is the like it's, it's funny, and then like I love I got it I got to get the the role model shirt yeah. Because it's the same presentation and font and everything as The, the Rocks. Rock. Yeah. Know your role. You know, I think hers is like know your role model. Yeah, know your, yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I love that. I really think that she really, I don't think there's enough. See, because I was going to go with Roman. Yeah. I was going Cause to. Because Roman, Roman coming back and since he's been back. Has been a big, you know, so I wouldn't even knock you for having Roman if you pick Roman. Because when he came back, huge impact. Huge yeah. impact when he came back. So you can't really get mad at that. And then we didn't know what kind of Roman we was going to get. Right. So when we got when we got the Roman we have, right. we automatically was drawn to it. And it like started to fall in love with it. I'm like, yo, this Roman is, this is the Roman we always always want. And on top mm-hmm. of that, him aligning himself, we're going to talk about it later, him aligning himself with Paul Heyman. It was just like, yo, this is this this is this is incredible. But the year that Bailey had, and I think, like I said, Bailey, I feel Bailey is underrated. She doesn't get the you know the praise that she. I feel like she deserves. Um, this is the longest reigning SmackDown Women Championship and our, our champion. And on top of that, she had to change her whole look. Yes, she had to change her whole thing. Got a new hair, new hairstyle, new entrance, all that. And she's yeah. and she was a heel. And she embraced her heel role, like, you know, and she, her and Sasha, her having her best friend there, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, that really helped her out. And, like, she she really was, like I said, the, the MVP of this year. Her, her, no, her, Sasha, and Asuka was the MVP of this, of this whole situation. You know, I don't think WWE would have, I don't think it would have been as entertaining if it wasn't for either, th- either one of them. You know, they, they needed all three of those women yeah. to, to really help out, you know, 
especially with the women's division, you know, being how it was, you know, Charlotte laughing, you know, if you only had like a few, you know, a few women there, like few of the Well, because like when when you look at it for a very long time, the roster, the car the main card was just the horsewoman. Yeah. It was just just a repeating cycle of them. Now we see it where Bailey is in a position where, okay, yes, I've been, I got this accolade. I became the longest reigning women's champion, SmackDown women's champion. I did the one thing that me and my best friend Sasha talked about for the longest, have a Hell in a Cell match, tore that match down. Then two weeks later, tore that match down. Now it's time for us to open the doors for the newer people, for the newer women. You know, like you said in the last episode, Sasha, not Sasha, Bailey, Bailey uh, and Bianca, Bianca Belair is about yeah. to start. That's going to probably lead into Bianca versus Sasha. It's going to do these things and it's going to open these doors for these up and coming women because that's the one thing I'll say the women kind of pride themselves on more is opening these opportunities for the next group. Right. You know, it's not like they have a fear of like my spot being taken. Cause like Bailey and Sasha and Becky and Charlotte, their legacy is cemented. Right. You know, especially Charlotte, like Charlotte, like Charlotte knew, I think Charlotte knew her spot was going over. I mean, she probably had her doubts and stuff like that, but once right. she really started to get going, I think Charlotte was like, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. yeah. I think the only thing I think the only thing Charlotte would want to pride herself on now is getting the tag team titles. Right. I think that's the yeah. Only, that's the only thing she did. That's do. the only thing she yeah. hasn't done. And then if she does do that, we we know Sasha and Bailey are Grand Slam. Then Charlotte's a Grand Slam. But what would you consider Charlotte then? Because Charlotte had the Divas title. That's the one knockover mm. Becky. Mm. I mean, that's the one knockover Bailey and Sasha. I she see. had that divas title. But what's the what's is it is there is there a, a level over Grand Slam? I don't is it there, think like, so. I think in the men's because I'm thinking about them in the men's. What if you won? What if you had like the WWE title, Universal title, Raw SmackDown titles, Intercontinental title, United States title? Like, what would that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what would that, because usually it was just like, all you needed was the world's, the, one of the world titles, yeah. the Intercontinental title, like the mid-card title, a tag team title, and that was it. You was yeah. pretty much good. Yeah, no, but that was a triple crown. Triple That's a triple crown. crown. Yes. Then it was Grand, then it was Grand Slam. So yeah, so she'll be a Grand Slam. But I think with Charlotte, you will look at her, Charlotte's like body of work, like, yo, Charlotte might be the... The goat. The goat on hard, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I still, I'm, you know me, I'm like, I'm team Bailey all day. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, Bailey, yeah. to me, is the goat. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, when you look at if she did do that, yeah. if she accomplished that feat, accomplished-wise, like, accolades, you would have How many to. times she won a woman's title in NXT? Twice? Charlotte? Yeah, I think it's twice. But Becky, she, but Becky never won the NXT title, women's title, right? So Becky might have to go back. Becky would have to go. Yeah, Becky would have to go back to get that. But I don't think Becky would go back per se, unless she ever felt like you know what, let me go back 
and rekindle or get Cause she'll mine. Because she'll be considered a... Because tr- she never won a tag team either, right? Nope. That's why I think her and Charlotte might team up to, to do that. Because you think about it. Like, they're all friends. But Charlotte and Becky are closer than, like... Charlotte and Sasha, Charlotte and Bailey, it's right. them two, and then it's those two. Right. So it's kind of like how like you have Hall and Nash, and then you have Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that's how it is with that. Right. So, um, but like just looking at this list, you can't really go wrong with most of the people on this list, with the exception of maybe two. Right. Like I, Braun Strowman, no. Right. You know, and. Charlotte, just because of the time, the yeah. time, you and, know? And, and Bailey, you can't. I mean, not Bailey, uh, Becky Lynch, because of well, she got pregnant, so it's kind of like, yeah. you know, and now so you can't really do nothing about that, right? So you know, I, I, yeah. So we both are in agreement that Bailey is the superstar of the year. I yeah, I give it to Bailey, and then, yo, it's, it's kind of like it's funny that that damn like Seth ain't on it. Cause Seth usually Seth usually be on these lists like that. Like he he's on the list, but he's not as the superstar of the year. Yeah, you know he's he's on there for for male right of the year. But he gonna most definitely be due for one due for that run. Oh yeah, yeah. But I also think because like you you look at most of the people on here had a title reign, and Seth didn't have a title reign this year. You know, Drew had the. World, Roman, Universal, Randy had the world, Brian had Universal, Bray had the Universal, Oscar had the Raw, Bailey had Raw Smackdown. and SmackDown. Raw and SmackDown, yeah. I mean, Sasha had Raw and SmackDown, Bailey had SmackDown. And the tag team, and the women's tag team title. Yeah. Becky had Raw, Charlotte had NXT. NXT. Yeah. You know? So a lot of champions on that. A lot of gold. A lot of gold. A lot of gold on that list, baby. Ain't so we're going for the match of the year. Now we had the Boneyard match from WrestleMania 36 between Undertaker and AJ Styles. We had the Raw tag team titles from a Monday Night Raw episode. It was in November 16th uh, with the New Day versus the Hurt Business. Randy Orton versus Edge at the greatest wrestling match ever, which took place Backlash. The Men's Royal Rumble. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryant for the Intercontinental title. This is when they had the tournament. This was their finals. This was that SmackDown before. Oh, yeah, that was a good match. SmackDown before yeah. SummerSlam. That was a good match. Well, no, that's not even SummerSlam. Um, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Universal title, Hell in a Cell. Sasha Banks versus Bayley, Hell in a Cell. Mm. Triple Threat at Clash of Champions for the Intercontinental title. AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn versus Jeff Hardy. Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. And Becky Lynch versus Asuka at Royal Rumble. Mm. That's some good ones. The two, I think the Three, there's three on there that I probably most definitely, the Boneyard match, most definitely is on that list. Deserves to be on that list. The Roman versus Jay Uso one was very emotional because that one's just like an emotional match. Like you, like you were teared up. You teared up watching that match. Mm-hmm. 
um, in the Bailey versus Sasha Hell in a Cell match. I think those are my top three out of those. I mean, the greatest wrestling match ever. That was, was that at the Rumble, right? No, that was at Backlash. No, that was a backlash. Okay, yeah. that was a backlash. Yeah, because it was right after the WrestleMania match between them two. I, oh yeah, the, the WrestleMania match was too long. Yeah. That that one, I didn't. <sighs> the reason why they had it be the greatest wrestling match is because it told it was psychology. It was the psychology of the match. It yeah. was the the feel of it having Howard Finko do the do the voiceover. You know, he he passed away, but having that look, having that feel, having Charles Robinson with the old traditional referee shirt, the long sleeve blue shirt with the bow tie. Right. It gave you that type of feel. So that's why that's that's why it's on this list. I, I that wasn't my favorite, but okay. So let me just say if I had to pick, if I'm well of course I'm worth picking. My match of the year, I'm going with Roman versus Jay Uso, Hell in the Cell, because that match was just, it told a story. It told a great story. Roman, and I hold the whole, seeing Roman cry was like, that was great. And just when he, when he kind of like played his cousin and then put uh, Jimmy in, the, in that lock. And I was like, that was the only way Jay was going to tap or say I quit. That was the only way he was going to say he quit. And and then for Roman to kind of like wipe the tears off his chest, like, yeah, this ain't, oh, like, man, I'm heartless. Like, I don't care about nothing. And then for him to get the, that said his father, and I believe his father was his uncle, right? Mm-hmm. His father's uncle was on Alpha the stage. Alpha and Seeker. was on the stage, and he, he gave him, like, the the hug and the embrace, and he gave him the, 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 the flowers or whatever like that, and just pretty much declared him as the head of the table, as the tribal chief. That was one of the greatest, that was one of the greatest matches of this year of all. All one of the greatest matches in Red WWE history, but this year, that to me was my number one match just because of the emotions and the story that it told. Once again, we are in agreement. Um, I would say that that was the match of the year. I, when we had the conversation on the pod about it, I said it then this probably will be the match of the year for me, yeah, you know, because of the the psychology of it, the the emotion behind it, the talk, the, the trash talking, you know, Roman playing the way he did, playing to his family's emotion, um, the little nuances that we talked about in there, like the Paul Heyman sitting there in complete shock, like. I like Paul. Like I said, I felt like Paul Heyman's like I've been through. I've done seen some wild shit. I Brock was my client, right? And for I've years. seen for years the, the madness that Brock has done, but nothing to this level, dude. You know. And then, like I said, like the the build up to that match, yeah, was was great. So like seeing all that, you know, like the what was the one episode on SmackDown when. When Jay was like, yeah, I, you love me. You love me. I love you too. Bam. He was like, he was like I'm going to whip the dog shit out of you. Like the whole thing was, just, it was just. It was crazy. It was it a was, great, it was it was great, man. It definitely was. But like you said, I mean, I would agree with you as well. The, the Sasha Banks versus Bailey was a good match from there. I think they should have 
included the SmackDown rematch because that was a great match. I mean, if right. you're going to put the New Day versus the Hurt Business on there from a Raw, you would have to put this match in there. And the Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, that was a good match, you know. The Royal Rumble, I have my reasons on why. Because the Edge return? Yes. Yeah. I think that's the only reason why it's on here is because of that. Yo, I think the um the New Day versus the Street Profits was a great match. That, that was, match could have that, that match could have been too. on there. You know, I'm surprised I'm because I'm looking at the Boneyard match, right? Which is good. It was a good it was a good match. But then I think about it being like a a movie style match. Yeah. Why wasn't the Five Five Fun House match on here? That I was just I was just <laughs> thinking that. I was just when you brought that up, I was like, yeah, that is right. Like, like that match. You know what? Out of them two matches, I think the Five Five Fun House match was the better better one. It was more. It was more entertaining. It was way more entertaining, and it told a better. I think it told a better story. It really did because you seen the transition of Cena, and then you seen the well, what if like they they did the play with. If Cena turned heel, it would look like Hogan when Hollywood Hogan was was created, and, right? And Cena's coming out with the with the new or shirt on and doing a little, you know, Wolfpack. I was just like, this, it's just okay. And then like the 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 um the sound bite. Remember when Bray had the one sound bite of uh, John Cena saying like it's the time to get rid of the most overhyped over something mm-hmm. like he was doing that yep. and it was kind of like he was talking about Cena yep. like he used that to turn against Cena. I was like yeah I'm like and he right and it was like Bray right that right it or wrong right and he felt and like you then know we can't talk about this match without talking about it's some good shit <laughs> we get not that was listen. The one thing, and that's another thing I got to say about this year. As much as we get on Vince and get on the WWE for shit that they do, they just was like, we just let it fly. Like, right. we, we, we going to do whatever. Like, I mean, when I heard the puppet say, this is some good shit. It is like they didn't bleep it out. Oh, y'all gonna say shit now? Yeah, all right, he let it fly. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, when you was talking about the the Jay Uso, and he was like, I'm gonna whoop the dog shit out of you. But then I go to the Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, and he tells the Joe, he's like, You know what this, you know what's about to happen. You know this shit about to happen. I'm like, Oh, okay. Y'all just letting it fly like it ain't nothing. Right. So and even even the WrestleMania match between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins when KO kept calling Seth a bitch, <laughs> I, he's like, "You still a bitch." <laughs> so we really got to see that they really was just like, "Yeah, we just gonna let it go," because right. I'm pretty sure that they was saying these things during like in the past. We just couldn't hear it because. The crowd, mm-hmm. the crowd was so into it. The crowd was making noise and things like that. So, and then they can easily be like, "Well, the, we we didn't hear it." Now they just like, "We're just gonna let it go." So, right. So th- that's that. But you know, we were talking about the Jay and Roman, right? Well, 
match, which was a rival, short term. But let's discuss the rivalry of the year. Yes. Let's okay. get to it. So we have Seth Rollins versus the Mysterio family. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Edge versus Randy Orton. Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Our truth <laughs> versus the world. Our truth versus <laughs> all right. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? And Lana versus, versus the, the announce table. Dude. Do you want me to go or you want to go? You can go. I'm going <laughs> with our truth versus everybody. <laughs> Just because, listen, we talk about this year. We talk about how stressful and how draining this year was. Who in this company, just in this company, in this world, is more entertaining and seems to be more fun to be around than our truth? Well, you see what he's doing, right, on Raw Talk. So there, there's like this, this new thing with Raw Talk where... Our truth tries to break the heels. So if the heels in there and the heels like, you know, I'm sick of this person. Da, 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 da. Truth's job is to get them out of character, to get them to laugh. Right. Prime example. AJ South was on there. This was yeah, the I did the, 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 how that the house. <laughs> and if you watch that clip and you watch how AJ was just trying so hard. Not to laugh, because Truth is sitting there like, well, you said, you know, you said that you build houses. Yeah. Me and my wife are looking for a condo, so. <laughs> it, you got a number? You got a <laughs> You got a number? You got a contractor? Like, how can we do this? And he, yeah. AJ, is sitting there like. If he's serious. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not a real Car, like I'm, I'm not a real contractor. Like I, I just say it. It's just a saying. Yeah. Well, then you, that's false advertising. It, like those things right there. So, and then when he brought, remember when he brought it on the, uh, on the New Day podcast when he yes. asked him about that. Yo, him and Big E. Hilarious. <laughs> I need to see. I know WWE name ain't probably never going to hear this. But if the new day here, if COVID, all the, we need to see that visual. I know it was a Zoom call, but we need to see Big E and Truth just talking. Because <laughs> Big E was annoyed. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Big E probably was like, if if we were all together, I probably would have walked out. I, I I can't deal with this shit. I'm I'm going. Oh, speaking of him trying to break hills, I was loving when Helmet Shane and Baszler when Helmet Shane and Baszler was on the show. And he kept trying to he kept going in whenever I heard Shane and Baszler. And I was like, yo, this is so entertaining. It is. It is. I'm. You know what? Honorable mention. Our truth. Superstar of the year. Honorable mention for honorable him. mention. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The icon. The legend. Our truth. The fiftieth time. 24 7, 7 11, 11, I 95 South. <laughs> <laughs> European. European television champion. 
our truth, man. Man, we love our we love truth, man. So yeah, superstar of the year, most definitely our truth. The the skits he did with Helm Gulak and Akira Tozawa. We all remember when he was son of all. He was like, I thought he got eight by shark or something. <laughs> No, Yo. I remember who was. I think they were doing a commercial for a WWE shop, and Akira Tozawa came in there with the fiend mask on. I see that one. Oh my god, it's the funniest thing. So, Truth sitting there, he's cutting a promo and everything. I think Drew Gulak tried to come in and attack him, and then all of a sudden, you hear the. Right. And then Truth goes, gotta go. And he takes <laughs> off running. Because <laughs> he's like, he's right there. And this is, you can tell it's not Bray. You can tell it's not Bray because it's it, he's short. He's short. And he's skinny. Yo. And then can and I then mention? He takes the mask off and it's a Kiritazawa. Can I mention? I felt like it was so, like, I felt like it was kind of wrong. To have Akira Dazawa be a ninja. Like, you had this Asian dude walking around here as a freaking ninja, but it was just so funny. <laughs> That's a Vince move. But it was just like the, the just the helm with a truth was hilarious. And Drew Gulak, which I love Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak is a beast. He's not given the chances in WWE like he should be getting. Right. Like, but he's 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 a beast. I'm going with Truth. Truth, my superstar. Well, yes, was it Superstar here? No, this is right, really. Right, really, dear. Our Truth versus everybody. That's, <laughs> I'm going with that. That, you know what? I would go with that. I would. But if I had to go with the rival, like. Real business, real talk? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Edge and Orton. I'm going to go Edge and Orton. I feel like it was. Unfortunately, cut short because of Edge's injury. Mm-hmm. But even Edge's injury, the promo he cut after that injury, it was just so. It was great. One, it was great to see Edge back in the ring. Right. You know, one of the best uh, theme wrestling themes, like his entrance, everything. One of the best in the in the business. Yes, love his giant. But him and Randy and just that story. And then how it got played out. And then, you know, I know the last man standing match received a lot of flack because it was so it was so long. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was too long. And then we just talked about the, the match, the, the greatest wrestling match and why it was in this category. But them two together just, it's like they fit perfectly. Right. You know, and then... When I think of Edge, I just think of Edge being this mad scientist when it comes to wrestling. Right, right, you know, right. Like he right. really knows the business and studies it like that. So I I will go Edge and Orton. All right. rivalry. So it's our first our first split. Yeah. Our first split. <laughs> and I know y'all are probably thinking like, oh come on, man, you you go you pick our truth versus everybody. But cause you you gotta you give have our to, truth some love. You you have to like look at it. That is literally an ongoing rivalry. Ongoing. You know, so. ongoing. And it's hilarious. and it's hilarious. I would have, yeah, I honorable mention, I would have picked Sasha Banks versus Bailey. I would have picked that one. I would have picked that one. But I was going, I'm going with the with the more silly. Even you know what? The 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 fiend and the Bray Wyatt joint wasn't that bad either. 
You said the Fiend and Bray Wyatt. The, my bad, my bad, y'all. The Fiend <laughs> and Braun Strowman, y'all. Know. That wasn't that bad. Was good, that wasn't bad. That was not bad. I'm not. I would not fault anybody for saying like without for not for picking that. I would not be upset yeah. with anybody if they picked that as their rival of the year. So, um, tag team of the year. Tag short team list of the year. I know it's got to be a short list. list. It's got to be a short list. We have the Golden Role Models. We have Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, The New Day, The Street Profits, and Nakamura and Cesaro. If I, okay, I'm going, I'm going first. First pick, I'm, I'm, up, I'm up next. Guys, I'm going to go to the Sultans of Swag, The Street Profits, and Profits are up. I'm going with them boys, man. They need it. Look, man, it's been a long time coming for them getting the title title run in WWE when he made it to the main roster. It was about time. He beat uh, Seth and Buddy, right, for the yep. Raw. And they, that was good. That was, by the way, it was a great match. Mm-hmm. It was a, was a great match. That was a really good one. That, that, that's, obviously, I know that's not going to be it. In the match of the year category or whatever like that. But that was a really good match. It's just like I said, like the tag team division isn't as strong as it used to be in WWE. There's a lot of, you know, like you got like Cesaro. He's in like all these different tag teams and stuff. You got, you know, the Usos, you know, the the one brother, he's hurt. So you can't really have them around. One's hurt. One has a drinking problem. Yeah, right. And and like so you got all this other stuff going on, you know, but I think tag team of the year, I'm gonna give it to the Street Profits. Then going from Raw to SmackDown, I guess transferring titles. So pretty much Dina had all the titles. They're triple crown winners, I guess technically, um, for the uh tag team titles. Um, kind of used to the New Day winning title. You know, New right. Day is just that's that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um so what's the day? Uh Miz and Morrison was tag team title championships, right? I don't think they won the tag team title yet. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I think because I remember that trip at that match. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was the New Day, Miz and Morrison, and like the Usos. Who was the champions? Was it? It was Miz and Morrison, right? They did. It was Miz and Morrison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, but I go, I go with the street. I go with the street profits, man. I give it. I give it up to them guys, man. You know, but I just think like their run is like kind of like sour because, like I said, the lack of competition we are in agreement again <laughs> um it was a toss-up between the street profits and the golden role models but i feel though as if for me i'm looking at tag team i'm looking at the things that the street profits was doing you know their rival with the viking raiders and then they made the viking profits um their rival with Andrade and oh, yeah, Angel Garza. That Angel was the year, yeah, yeah. With then having Austin Theory involved in it, I'm I'm looking at those and I'm saying to myself, okay, like I like that. I'm gonna go with street and I'm gonna come on now. It's it's Montez Ford, like, right? <laughs> you know, we we can't we can't go without acknowledging. The greatness of my chance for it. I've been saying this and for Angel a Angel Dawkins time. is not bad either. He's not bad either, but we no. know who the Shawn Michael is of the group. Like <laughs> that's how we kind of really gotta play it all sometimes. Is that you know who the Shawn Michael is of the team, man. Mm-hmm. And that's Montez, man. But one of the the prettiest frog splash in the business. He got one, um, Yeah. He got one of the best. 
ever. You know, I know we talked about that in the past, yeah. but you know, we definitely has one of the best ever. So, return of the year. I think this is going to be another unanimous pick right unanimous here. Unanimous <laughs> pick right here. We have Edge with the return at the Royal Rumble. We have Roman Reigns with his return at SummerSlam. MVP with his return at the Royal Rumble. Goldberg with his return leading up to WrestleMania. Because I believe it was the show in Saudi Arabia where he captured the Universal title. Yep. And then Sami Zayn. I'm going to just say my pick, undoubtedly, Edge. Really? Yeah. Really? You know what? You know what? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is really a tough one, bro, because you know what? I'm going to say this. If you look at the list, all of them deserve to be on that list. Right. Obviously, all of them deserve to be on that list. Right. That MVP pick, low key. MVP being on the roster, mm-hmm. helping out with Bobby Lashley, yes, it, it Cedric, and, and all of them. That's mm-hmm. the hurt business. That's a that's a mean pick. That's you know what I mean. Uh, Roman coming back was you know huge. Uh, Sami Zayn coming back. We we didn't know what was going on with Sami. Right. Um, they said, hey, ah, man, you know what? You know what? I'm a, I'm gonna go with you know I'm gonna go with you man. I'm gonna go with you. I'm, See, I'm, gonna, reason, go, I'm gonna go Edge the re- man. The reason why is because you you gotta take into those things into account. Edge was deemed to never be able to wrestle again. And leading up to it, it was that talk like, yeah, Edge is going to come back. And it was like, nah, we can't have Edge come back, you know, because we, like, us as wrestling fans, I remember talking about it in a previous episode. I, I said that I would love to see Edge come back. Don't want to because I don't want that fear of him getting injured. Right. And then taking that wrong bump, taking right. a, you know. And then to, 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 to hit for that countdown, that three, two, two one. one. And then you think you know me. And Jake, that right, came no. on. And every, people lost their shit. Nuts. And then when you see him come out, and you can see like he like pulls his hair back, but you can see the raw emotion in his face. And he was just so geeked about it. Like just emotions. So I like on this day. That would be it. Really? That would be it for me. I mean, <laughs> Roman, don't get me wrong. We we walk, we was together, SummerSlam. We're like, oh really? And all of a sudden, here he come, big dog. And we 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 got excited because we were like, 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 right? He was like, "You clown!" Like I made you. Like he, he looking at Braun Strowman like I made the monster. Like what is what is going on here? And I yo yo, I got you know what, man? I got I gotta agree with that, man, because that edge joint was and if edge was like un. Fortunately, because of injuries and stuff, you know, and luckily it wasn't the injury that caused him to be out. Right. To, to retire the first time. Um, if Edge was still around, man, it would have been it would have been great to still see it. But yeah, but as far as like comeback of the year, that Royal Rumble with things was kind of still normal or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to get because that when that entrance came and that and I started listening, I was like, yo, that's one of my 
favorite. One of the my best favorite theme songs in wrestling history. Entrances ever. Even though every time I hear it, I do the little head rock and I get a headache. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah. So You got to listen to the lyrics too because he really be talking. He be oh, talking yeah. some stuff in the lyrics. Yeah. It's just like the Batista the Batista theme. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's top five, top five. <laughs> so um, we there. There's other. There's another category. I'm, sorry, we really want to go over the gear, like gear of the year. Gear of the year. Yeah. I mean, as far as who I think got the new day, always kill it with the gear. Mm-hmm. Um. Bailey and Sasha got great gear. Um, the Fiend. Um, there ain't really that many people I can think of, like gear wise. Like, here's the list. Okay. Charlotte Flair. Okay. Sasha Banks. Okay. Seth Rollins. Oh, Seth be killing it with the gear game. The New Day. Okay. Bianca Belair. Yeah, she got nice gear. Nakamura. I really feel, I feel like his gear kind of fell off this year. Carmella. New new this new Carmella or it gotta be new Carmella because yeah. the old Carmella, like she Same was, old, same old. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> if I had to pick. No, I go Seth. You go Seth? I go Seth. You know what? I'm I will go with Seth too because with him being the Messiah and that whole like I remember WrestleMania, he had like the the, the Messiah, like the God, like the Jesus look. Yeah. Um, but no, I no, nah, I'm gonna go Bianca. You go Bianca? I'm gonna say Bianca because Bianca does her own. Oh, that is true. She, she does her, she does her, and she does Montez stuff. Yeah. She does boy stuff. So, yep, so. yeah, so that yeah, you know what? Can I change my pick? <laughs> Can I change my pick? Can I change my pick? I mean, I changed minds. I literally was like, yeah, I agree with stuff. I was like, nah, I'm going Bianca. Just off of that, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Bianca too. I'm gonna go with Bianca too, man. <laughs> okay, so breakout star of the year, Dominic Mysterio, Bianca Belair, Otis, Street Profits, Murphy. We can take Murphy off of that list. Yeah, because I don't think Murphy's a breakout star. We can take Murphy off of it. I could give Dominic his credit. He 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 showed some promise this year, you know. Um, but I wouldn't put Dominic in there, especially now, because this is his whole situation then kind of like went down, you know. And I felt like I kind of felt bad. I, felt, I wish they kind of kept him and Humberto Carrillo uh, together mm-hmm. because that could have been like a little tag team. And then, you know, he could have ventured off on his own, not being around his dad so much, you know, being around Rey Mysterio like that. Or he could have had Rey Mysterio and Dominic be a tag team, but they haven't done nothing like that yet. Um,. Otis, like I said, if the crowd, that's to say the crowd, not having a the crowd there hurt Otis a lot because the fans love Otis. People love Otis. And and I believe if the crowd was there, Otis would be bigger than one of the biggest stars in the WWE. Would you think Otis would have a mid-card title by now if the crowd was still Probably. Okay. I think he would I think he would have I think he would have fought for the title for one of the big titles. He would have lost. He would have lost, but I think just people would have just like wanted to, you know, just to see something like that for, yeah, to see something like that for Otis. And that could have been like him and LeBron 
beef when Braun won the title. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? Like something like, all right, yo, let's like, you know, but let Braun win it. Braun's mm-hmm. gonna win it. He's kind of like the heel. Otis would be the face, whatever like that, and then you kind of go from there. But um, suicide yeah, that's it. Now, now it goes between Bianca and, and the Street Profits. Um, I felt like because Bianca just kind of her, her role like it's like it kind of came late. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with the Street Profits. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I would. Damn, I'm in agreement with you that it would be, it would be a street poppers for me. I mean, it's it's tough because, like you said, Bianca Belair is now just getting into this this character because when she came onto the main roster, she was kind of like in and out, feuding with Selena. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Limbo and was on like main event and shit like that. Yeah. So okay, yeah, I'll street poppers. Even if somebody they took it, they, they left off that Angel Garza. They left Angel the Garza was was doing all right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You damn right. <laughs> you know Angel Garza was is not in there. Um, yeah, I would. I'm in agreement. Angel Garza should definitely been on there. Cause I feel like if Angel was on there, I would probably give it to Angel. Right. Definitely would give it to Angel. Um, female superstar of the year. We already know who winning this one. Oscar, I Sasha, good this one. Bailey, Becky, Charlotte. The role model. The role <laughs> model got this one on lock. You know what? I you know I can't even say it's on lock because you still got you still got to look at Oscar what Oscar did this year and I believe Oscar's a Grand Slam champion as well because she won the NXT Women's Title mm-hmm. she's won the Raw she's won the SmackDown no she's a Triple Crown no she is a Grand Slam because she, she won the tag with Kyrie saying yep. yeah so Boys. she's a Grand Slam champion yeah so yeah I mean yeah you know what Oscar and Bailey give it to both give it to both. Wait, I'm gonna go through Oscar, Sasha, and <laughs> Bailey. <Yes. laughs> I was gonna say. Yes. I was gonna say you gotta. It's 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 a it's a three way tie. It's a three way tie between those three because we said it earlier with with Bailey, Bailey, Sasha, and Oscar were the MVPs for the year. That's it. That's all. Um, male superstar of the year. We got Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, and the Fiend. I think we know where we're going with this one. We gotta go with the, the with the head of the table. We gotta go. We gotta go with the head of the table, man. Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the tribal chief. Everybody, man, the big dog. The big dog. Roman Reigns. Which then leads into the moment of the year, which we have the Undertaker's farewell, final farewell from Survivor Series. Drew McIntyre defeating Brock Lesnar for the WWE title at WrestleMania. Becky Lynch announcing her pregnancy. Raw, May 11th. Edge returning to the Royal Rumble. 
the New Day's farewell address. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman unite. Bailey betrays Sasha Banks, and the New Day gets drafted to two different brands. All of them are really good moments. Like you said, the new like you said earlier, the New Day thing is kind of like redundant because it's like it's pretty much like. Once the once the guy know the guy split the different drafts, the farewell thing was kind of like, eh. It was gonna happen. Yeah, so but <sighs> the Undertaker joint was 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 good. Cause the last ride documentary, that was really good. That was really dope. Shout out to that documentary this year. That was great. Yeah. That was a great piece. Um And remember they they announced that Vince McMahon's gonna have a documentary on Netflix. But they're also saying that Stone Cold's gonna have his his last ride version. Yeah. But his is con- his is going with the uh, events that happened leading up to that WrestleMania. Between him and The Rock? Yeah. Okay. Which would be dope because if you, if you remember, they did have like a little documentary type of thing with, with that WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So it would be kind of dope to see that. Yeah. <sighs> it's a hard to pick out of that one. Because honestly, my heart, I really want, like part of me wants to go with The Undertaker. But the other part of me wants to go with the Roman Reigns tonight. Those are those are kind of like my top. But all of those, even like Becky getting announced her pregnancy was a huge thing. Like I was going, that's mine. That, my, that was huge. My moment, like if I had to do top three, it'll be Becky, Edge, and Roman. Aligning with Paul Heyman. The Becky one for me is because there was no, like this is, complete left field right you know and the way it was just done and the way she like opened the briefcase and said this is yours and i thought like it was like oh she got injured and she was like so you go be the the women's champion i'm gonna go be a mom right <laughs> right oh, with that accent yeah, like that accent, yeah. And it was like and it was like Oscar was genuinely so was happy happy for her it was legit and the tears yeah. and everything I just really wish that kayfabe would have been broken and Seth would have done something right but it was more so like this was the beginning of Seth snapping and he took Ray's eye out, which magically decided to come back. Right. One of the worst, one of the worst moments of the year. We want to, talk, we want to bring that. We want to bring stuff up. One of the worst moments of the year was Seth and that eye thing. And Oh, Ray had a tough year this year, dude. Right. Ray got killed. Ray got Ray killed. Ray was the kitty of 2020. <laughs> it was not a good year for Ray. He got killed, choked out. Dude, yo, 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 daughter out here with 30. I was like, nah, bro, this is horrible. Like, oh my God. Oh man, this is terrible. But like I man, mom, yeah, I say three. Yeah, give me three. Give me the Roman return with Paul Heyman. Becky's uh announcement about the pregnancy, and then the edge one. Then I think like the take the taker one is just gonna be like, that's one of those ones that's like that's 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 just in the level in itself. 
because yeah. it's Taker. Yeah. And, you know, we seen all the documentaries and we watch all the stuff. I like, I, like, I remember I told you, I said, yo, you see Taker, you see Taker on like cameo. Like it looks, you know, it looks weird. You just be like, yeah. but it's like, it's, you know, it's over. Like, you know, like, yo, this is really, this is really it. Really it. This is really it. He's Mark Calloway now. You know what I mean? He's, he's him. He's now I, I seen this, this, I didn't watch it, but apparently they were saying that it's, it's a YouTube video. And they said how the Undertaker character became like a Christian figure. Like his character, it's weird. Like he's sitting there talking to this guy. I think it's like a pastor or something. Yeah. And they're talking about it. And it's something that I'm kind of interested in seeing because I want to know how you bring these this character and bring it to like Christian. Like yeah, it, it mean Christian in a good way. I, like like <laughs> like he cool with Jesus. I, bro, I don't, I don't know, man. Cause I know Taker has faith. I know Taker and like his wife and all them. Like they have, like a, they, they have a, a relationship with you know with the church mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But as far as like Taker being like the the Undertaker character, bro, like this dude's digging holes and taking souls. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> Definitely was, but um. Yeah, so for those, you know, that, that that's the awards for the Slammys for 2020. Our picks. Um, 2021. Uh, it, it's going to be rather interesting. Yes. Um, I know in the last episode you were talking about Goldberg and that I feel like if Goldberg and Roman was to fight, ideally... You should have it at Royal Rumble. Don't put it at WrestleMania. Right. You know, there's talks of like, just throw this out here right now. The Rock, Roman, not happening this year. They've already, Vince, they they said that reports Vince wanted it in LA, in Hollywood, because it would bring more attention and focus on Roman. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to bring all that on Roman. You're not going to get that now. So if anything, this would be, and I don't want to kind of sound like this, but this will be the time to do the Big E run. You know, if Roman faces Goldberg, let him face him at Royal Rumble, get rid of him. Right. Get rid of him. Then you get Roman versus Big E. Right. If they were to flip it for whatever reason, <laughs> I think I literally just thought about this because as I said, Goldberg, and then I threw Big E, I remember Big E on the New Day podcast and his obsession with Goldberg. Right. What better way for Big E? It's kind of like what they did with when, when Roman was supposed to face Goldberg. Right. What better way to get the fans behind Roman than to have him face Goldberg, who the fans is like, we don't want him with the title. You put Roman and Big E in this match, people kind of probably don't want to see Roman lose the title, but they want to see Big E win the title as well. Right. So, you know. But yeah. then I'll be mad if you put Goldberg with the strap because then you he – Roman jobs out to Goldberg. Right. And we don't want that. Right. 
Because then what the fuck you gonna do with Roman come mania? Right. And I think it's just like the story. Like, how do, how do you even explain that story? Right. The way they set it up between the cousins, we talked about how we feel like everything's gonna happen. So how you gonna explain that? Yeah. It's like you put that story on pause. Right. To have Goldberg, to satisfy Goldberg for some reason. Like, Goldberg don't got no loyalty to WWE. He don't got no loyalty to wrestling, period. Period. Right. So it's like, he, like he like there's no reason for you to even give Goldberg this thing. If anything... Cancel Goldberg contract. Let Goldberg go to AEW, to TNT. We're here. We're Hemisphere. Let him go to TNT. Why not? Why not? And let him win the title there. Yep. Let him spear the nonsense <laughs> out of Kenny Omega. No, I want I want Kenny Omega to hit him with the one wing girl. Goldberg a big dude. I don't know if Kenny go get him up <laughs> like that, bro. That's a big. That's a big fool. Right. So. I was just saying. I mean, but like even or oh, or have uh what's what's who the who one of the beasts they got on uh Eddie Kingston? Not Eddie Kingston. No, Eddie Kingston will get squashed by uh Goldberg. Um I'm trying to think who's a who's a beast on there? Is it Lance? He got this Lance Archer. He might maybe him. Rowan? Not Rowan. No, uh, uh 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 Brody Lee. Yeah. He injured. He injured right this now. This mistake injured. Jesus. He injured. I don't know, but it's just like if, if they do just let him shit, just you know, have him fight Jericho. They never fought. I don't think they ever fought. They were supposed to have him fight Jericho. Had Jericho, had Jericho, slayed him. Yes, slayed this dude. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I just feel like you know, TLC, you know, by now, by the time this is out, TLC would have already happened, and now. Royal Rumble is upon us. Um, I think we ideally both, we've both said that we want Big E to win the, the Royal Rumble. For the women's Royal Rumble, who do you, I, I have a feeling I know who you want. I want Bianca. Yeah. I want Bianca to win it. But yo, how funny would it be if somehow, like I told you, somehow, some way, Lana wins it and Lana goes on, I'm going to she did the whole story, but I'm like, dude, it's gonna be so corny. But I'm like, what if somebody else returned? What if like Rhonda returns? Charlotte. Charlotte returns. If Charlotte returns, we know Charlotte. We already know what's gonna happen. Charlotte winning. Right. Charlotte winning. But even but what if what if Charlotte, it was Charlotte and Lana. Say it was Charlotte, Lana, and Bianca, the last three. And like, it's Charlotte and Bianca. They going at it. They going at it. They ain't even worried about Lana. Lana in the corner somewhere, cowering like a little chicken. And then you know what's going to happen. They're going to be in the corner. That, the that tussle. Right, yeah, going in. Or they're going to be like on the outside of the ropes, mm. uh, slugging it out. You know what I mean? And here comes Lana. Uh, you know, and then she's going to win. She's going to go to WrestleMania and fight Oscar for the title. And Oscar, unfortunately, we love Oscar, is going to chop out the Lotta. It's going to chop out the Lotta. And Lotta's going to be the champion. And WWE is going to be like, ha, screw you, Roos. Yeah, they will. They definitely will. I just want I just want 2021 to be to continue with the with the entertainment mm-hmm. you know cut the BS this is cute to entertain yeah 
we don't want to see none of this nonsense, you know. But I am reading a lot and seeing a lot of things that Triple H is more backstage on Raw and SmackDown than, like, Vince. I know that a lot of people are saying that a lot of people backstage have a lot of heat towards Bruce Pritchard. Um, I I just want the the quality to be better, you know. Like you can tell there is a difference. Like when Roman said, "We cooking filet mignon on SmackDown." Y'all want that quick, fast burger? Go to Raw. <laughs> but you, I really see that though. Like as I watch Raw, I don't even watch it no more. It's like I'll watch. Like it'll be on my TV, and I'm just doing other stuff. Right. But if I have the chance to watch SmackDown, I'm locked in. Like, I'm watching it. I'm all about it. And then NXT, NXT is the same way. Right. You know, we didn't even get into the NXT shit about, you know, like, in my opinion, you know, and and this is a freestyle. Superstar of the year for me in NXT I would have to go. I have to go with Adam Cole. I think I think Adam Cole continued to hold it down for majority of the year. Um, I think their breakout star, breakout star, breakout star would be Damian Priest. Female superstar, there's no, there's not even a fucking question of who the female is. It's EO. Mm-hmm. Uh, tag team of the year, that I, that's interesting because I really don't have a solid tag team of the year. Mm-hmm. Match of the year, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole, winner takes all. Um, Moment of the year, Finn Balor returning. I like that. I like that. Ah, you know, I could probably, I could probably agree. Like tag team of the year, Brizongo. Yeah, I was gonna say Brizongo. Yeah, I was gonna say Brizongo. I, I go Brizongo. Um, one of my, well, I could say not superstar of the year, but I say one of my favorite wrestlers of the year. One of the guys that I really, really started to dig in uh, NXT was uh San- Santos. Santos Escobar? Yeah. And his crew, I, I like him a lot. There's something about this guy I really like. I like him. Um, breakout star Damian Priest. Yeah, uh, wrestler of the year, Adam Cole. Uh, I think rivalry of the year, Undisputed Area versus Pat McAfee and, and, and them boys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, think that was, I think that was a pretty good uh, rivalry. Um Another, well, I said, well, actually, not a, not a breakout superstar, but somebody I could see really, like I said, having a good next year, Raquel Gonzalez. I, I, you know, I really like um, comeback of the year. You can even go Ember Moon. Okay, yeah. Ember Moon. Okay. Um, yeah, and I say moment of the year, Keith Lee winning both titles. Okay, yeah, I, that yeah. would be that. That was my that was my number two. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was my number two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will have to go because you know. I think just for me, the reason why I go with Finn is because not only because Finn's my guy, but just because he's back in a place where he's comfortable. 
Right, and he could be appreciated, and he, he can do yeah. what he do and stuff. So, so. where it all began. Yep. Right. There's, there's been a lot of people we said we, we should think should go back to NXT. Oh, there's most There's a lot definitely. of people. Most definitely. Aleister Black. Oh. It's been too we'll Kill months. it. It's, they said it's been two months since Aleister Black has been seen on TV. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? Yo, shout out to Selena Vega for the one time, one time, man. Yeah. We just got to show love to Selena Vega, man. Yeah. I think I think that's that might be it for us. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been you know it's been a good show. Yeah, man. It's been a good show. Been a good week. You know, I say like I said, TLC done been passed. Gonna have you know TLC review. We got eight. <laughs> this, I'm crying for sure. This, you know, it's like it's wrestling. It's, there's gonna be more craziness to talk about. <laughs> of course. Hopefully, hopefully, we don't. Here, Goldberg. Like I said, man, but give me Brock. I would much rather have the Brock story would be way, way, way more interesting. Because honestly, the only thing that's the rivalry between them is Spear versus Spear. Facts. That's what the rivalry was based on. Like when they were promoting it, it was like Spear versus Spear. Like, so corny. In Roman, in the way Roman is right now, he'll kill Goldberg in a promo. Oh, he, he'll kill Goldberg in a promo. Definitely, Goldberg would just probably stand there and snarl. You're next. Well, guess what, Roman? <laughs> you're next. <laughs> and Roman, Roman go, this guy, like, oh, get out of here, bro. Yeah, man. But like, I think that's it for us, man. Yeah. So that's it, guys, for the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. It is the ace that runs the place. And as a, not always, but, you know, one time for the one time, it is the podcast, Tribal Chief. You come back. Part timer. <laughs> Part time. I am the John Cena of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we we're, we're out. We out, y'all. Be easy.